Welcome to the SQL Podcast, episode 31. The secret to multiple squirting orgasms featuring Michael, the bedbreaker. It is going to be a fucking awesome episode today because I've got Pierre, I've got Chris and Michael, who is a badass motherfucker in bed, not to mention Chris, who also knows how to fuck and do a thing or two. So these boys just recently came to the SQL retreat and I, today with Pierre, are going to be interviewing them and they're going to be teaching us how to fuck. So, super excited about that, and they're going to give their perspective about a lot of things. But we did have Chris on the other day, and he was breaking down his stuff, and it was really awesome. We didn't actually talk too much about sexuality, but we talked a lot about dominance, connection, and all that stuff. But now, introducing the bedbreaker himself, making women squirt, all the way from France, and all the way from around the fucking world, introducing... The Bedbreaker, Michael. So, Michael, how did you initially hear about us and SQL? And thank you for being here, by the way. <laughs> Hi, everybody. So, I heard about SQL, I think, yeah, a couple months ago. I was doing pickup, and one of my best wing told me, Michael, you need to step up your sexuality game. So I was like, okay, how can I do that? I was actually going to uh, like a, a set of conferences named the Sopot Summit. And I just looked for sex, basically. And I saw SQL. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. So let's give it a look. I heard about the podcasts first. So I went and listened to almost all the podcasts. Basically, I had that habit while I would just play FIFA mute the sound and play the podcast and listen to it and i guess that's that's how i heard about you guys cool so then then you found out about what we're doing and we were obviously the only sexuality coaches at the uh, at the retreat or i mean at the sopo summit what is it that made you decide to um, to jump on board on the actual retreat itself before we get, get into what you did to actually so for uh, you guys at home listening to this i was about to say watching for you guys listening to this um dear michael here just made a girl squirt five times in a row and while breaking a bed as well so we're gonna get into exactly how he did that in just a second but first we just want to have a little bit of a backstory um so wh why don't you do this just really really quick give us a quick recap on who you were uh, before this like when you were growing up what were you like sexually what were your biggest uh, problems what were your frustrations in the bedroom and yeah if you just want to riff on that real quick okay so in terms of sexuality uh, I grew up uh, in an environment that was full of girls I grew up with my mother, my two big sisters, and my little sister. So basically, I had nobody to go to when I wanted to talk about like sexual stuff. Uh, moreover, I would say sex was uh, taboo in uh, my family. So I used to ask friends for advices and stuff, but I guess they were as clueless as I was. So... After that, I had a girlfriend for five years, so things got better. I learned to know 
more things about the female body, I would say. And I felt more at ease, but still, I wasn't able to go for the sex life of my dream, if I could say. You know, in the self sex life of my dream, I would be like, I don't know, dirty talking to girls. I'd be uh, spanking them sometimes, uh, pulling their hair, biting their neck, uh, stuff like this. And I'd say I wasn't confident enough to, to, to do that kind of stuff. So that was my previous, I'd say, sex life, yeah. So what what was it that made you jump on the actual SQL retreat? Was there any big um, pain point? Was there any big frustration you had? Or was it more that you felt sort of comfortable, but you just wanted to take it to the next level? Because essentially, we have two types of clients, right? We have those who have a massive pain around sex, Either they can't get it up or they come too early or they just can't express themselves at all. That's one. And then we have the other type of client, which is more what Chris was coming from, where he was already a fairly dominant guy. He was pretty comfortable. He was pretty confident in the bedroom. He just wanted to go from good to absolutely phenomenal, right? So we just want to talk. So if you could just talk a little bit about what it was that made you jump onto the retreat and then if you want to talk a little bit about your general experience coming to the retreat itself yes so what made me come to the retreat uh i guess in the past i already had good comments from girls telling me that they like the way it happens and stuff so that's cool but then i knew uh sometimes i had trouble to come uh f fast i would say i would uh, hold <laughs> hold my calm and and uh sometimes it was annoying because i was like shit i would i would like things to happen quicker so i guess i had these two points in in mind i was like on one hand i want to be able to come quicker or as fast as i want to basically but also reach the like sex life of my dreams basically i was like this sex life is not like that bad i would say like if i had to keep it for the rest of my life it wouldn't be like a big issue but uh i was really concerned about like like having the the sex life of my dream so i was like okay let's step step up and what made me like do this retreat so i guess first the content on the podcast was really on point uh like i preferred like listening to the content than uh, listening to the audio from the like fifa game basically so that means something already and uh also i could tell like after i listened to the podcast i could see some changes in my life some changes in my sex life basically there was like these like girls that i was seeing and i could see myself improve in the bed uh after listening to the podcast so I was like, okay, these guys look like they they know what they're doing. And then I just decided to jump on a call. And what I felt during the call was a really like non-judgmental -judg environment. And I was like, oh shit, it was so easy to speak my mind, like speak my truth, be honest. Uh, and so at the end of the call, I was just like, yeah, of course I want to do it. Like I, I shared stuff I've never shared with anybody before i just know you for like 
couple of minutes so it seems like a good idea to to follow you and follow what you have to teach so that's how it happened cool man um and when you were at the actual retreat was there anything about the retreat itself that surprised you um because there is a lot of things at retreat that's very difficult to actually explain so a lot of guys come to retreat thinking it's a lot of theory and then they actually get there and they're like this was a little bit different right so yeah it was definitely a little bit different i won't even say a little bit it was like <laughs> like i think i knew like i had this, that trust i was like i know after the retreat i'll be able to reach my goals but the how was just out of this word basically like the exercise that we did I, i don't even feel like i can tell it to like someone to explain the retreat because it's just it, it makes no sense but at the end it works that's that's the thing so yeah i was really surprised with the exercises and then we also had some theory and it was uh, pretty good pretty good pretty entertaining uh i would say it wasn't just us like sitting and listening it was just it was more like us laughing uh throwing some jokes and stuff and on the same time like learning about uh, awesome things so yeah No, it was really awesome having you there, man. I could just see you at the start, like, <laughs> like just rocking up and you really gave it your all. And yeah, I actually wanted to ask you, um, even for you, Chris, like at, at the start, like really what was running through your guys' mind when you walked in the place for the first time? You're like, you know what? I'm coming to learn from dudes who I kind of know, but I, I don't really at the same time. And you have no idea what to expect. Just for the guys out there who have like, Like, because we get some guys like, this is fucking weird. I'm skeptical. I've never done this shit before. Like, what was like really running through your mind when you're walking through the, the mansion in <laughs> Warsaw going, here we go. You know what? I'm all in. I may as well do this. And as I said, for the guys listening to this, it's not a small investment as well. It's a it's a investment where you're going to have to actually really pay attention and take your time. So the rest of your life, you can actually get this area of your life sorted. So what was the thought process for you guys just before you were like, shit tomorrow's the day because you both rocked up the day before as well so what we do on the retreat we get the guys to come a day before settle in and relax because we know get ready for the the jungle is about to um open up yes so what came through my mind uh so first i had to that to go to that place in poland I'm from France. I've never been to Poland before. So just like that travel was a sort of a retreat in itself. Then we got to the place. Uh, we had some pictures, but it was really huge place, like surrounded by nature, like really the stuff that I like. Uh, uh, in the past, I did the Vipassana meditation retreat, and I really loved the fact that you were basically all surrounded by nature and it was the case here so that was really cool and the place was just a huge mansion so i remember like walking in and just be like oh shit this is awesome like the uber driver asked me like do you live here i was like yes this is my house <laughs> so yeah it was like a big big place and yeah like uh 
I arrived there, like I had my own room uh, with my own shower, a small balcony, a balcony and stuff. So I was, uh, it, it was very comfortable. And I just came, I would say, with an open mind. I was just like, okay, I listened to hours of podcasts with these guys. I've been on a call with them. So I, I felt like I had nothing to worry about, but just go through the the process. So yeah, that was for me. Yeah, um, well, I rocked up uh, with Andrew and Pierre. Uh, and yeah, we were amazed at this place. Like, we didn't even make it in the house before we happened to look off to the side and see this big, like, obstacle course. Um, and then we were just so excited about running around on all this stuff. Um, yeah, and I, I was one of the first ones in the house to claim a room and uh, lost it. So just to give perspective of, of this house, um, I think for another 10 minutes, I was running around trying to find where to take my bags. Um, had one of the other guys like yell out when he found it. So Marco Polo is a perfect game to play there. Um, but yeah, it was... Because I kind of knew a little bit about uh, what was going to go on. So I was prepared. I was like a bit tired and I was like, but... Like I've got to take the, make the most of like relaxing now because I know it's going to be an intense few days. Like uh, Andrew and Pierre always say, blood, sweat, and tears. Like it's gonna it's gonna happen. Um, so due to my background, I'm naturally like open to expanding comfort zones. So nothing was sort of uh, too much for, for me initially. Like just because um, I missed a them saying like do this I'm like yeah right cool <laughs> uh but yeah it, it was definitely cool like seeing how everything was getting set up uh and just seeing them like grab all the all the goodies out of the bag and wondering okay when do we start using this <laughs> so it was just like a big adventure especially that first day walking in uh but yeah it was a lot of fun yeah for both you guys i just really want to know like what was it when the penny dropped? You're like, nah, I know you said like we were relaxed and chilled, but you're like, there must be something. You, go, you know what? I really want to get this area of my life sorted. Was it more for the future? Was it more for now? Was it for finding a wife and kids? Like, what was that for you? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, that's because it's just really interesting to know like the motivation to coming to something like this and then the understanding when we did talk to you guys on the phone and a lot of guys talk to us and they go, oh, I'm just going to learn how to fuck. I'm like, dude, it's so much more than that and people don't realize that. It's like, yeah, you know all the party tricks, which we're going to talk about all your party tricks, which you've learned um, in the last, like the breaking the bed, the squirting and all the, the dominant stuff that um, you've really learned. But at the same time, it's the core. What, what was the core that you really like, the core motivation? So... For me, I would say the core motivation was get like I'm working towards having the life of my dreams, and yeah, the like sex area is a big part of the life of my dream. So I guess it came from here. I was like, I know that with a bit of time and effort, I'll be good, but. It wasn't about just being good. It was about, yeah, achieving my dream life, basically. That's one step uh, towards my dream life. So, yeah. Yeah, for me, uh, it was a little of column A, a little of column B. <laughs> 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 no, it, it was literally uh, all the above. 
<laughs> it's not even Australian. Oh, it's okay. in The Simpsons, mate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's where I learned it. Uh, that's what Okay. Uh, so essentially that just means like, yeah, all of the above or option one and option two. Uh, but yeah, it, it was literally when I agreed to come on SQL, I was actually in my relationship. So it was initially just to be better to like one, be the man I've always wanted to be, uh, and also, uh, be the best, um, in the bedroom so that when I got married, like you never had those like second thoughts of, uh, Maybe we should have had more experience or all the kind of stuff that we're just going to have the fucking best sex life out there. Um, after that relationship ended, I've like bumped up like messages guys and like getting on the retreat at ASAP. So it was more to put myself back together uh, and make sure that I don't end up in a shitty situation like that again. Uh, but also giving me those skills to run the rest of my life how I want to do it. And eventually, yeah, when I find a, a wife, like, yeah, again, be be the best. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, as we were, were going through the the retreat, what was the, did you have, like, the like the moment where, where you were like, oh, I get this now? Like, was there this, this one moment where you were like, I know that I am really, really good right now? Or that moment where you felt like, oh, I actually know how to satisfy a woman. Did you ever have like a moment where it was like, this makes sense now? Or was it more over the culmination of the three days and as everything was wrapping up, where you were like, oh, I see how it all ties together. Like when was that moment? Was it during the actual retreat or was it at the end? So during the retreat, I remember a moment where... I don't know who asked the question, but it was about orgasms. And maybe the question was like, yeah, how many orgasms can you give a girl? And when I heard Andrew's answer, I was uh, actually shocked because he said, you know, like giving orgasms to a girl is good, but the best gift that you can give to a girl is actually allowing her to let go and i think at that moment i was just like oh shit this is what it is about so like like as if i finally found that end answer i was like okay got it now i'll do things differently basically so that that was for me and count counterintuitively enough once you let go of giving her orgasms and you just think about give her the gift of letting go and nothing else, that's when she will start having orgasms, which we'll get into in a second because you gave a girl multiple squirting orgasms, which is actually pretty intense. So we'll get into that. What well, what are your thoughts on this, Chris? Um I don't know if I had like a like wow moment because I've been doing like a lot of my own research into this and also the conversations I've had between um, yourself and Andrew, um, but that's not say I there there was a lot of times where I was like oh shit I th I thought I knew what I'm like what I was talking about or I thought I knew what this was, uh, especially when we come to talking about like uh, anal orgasms and how that it's not really as much of a thing, um, and it's like yeah or everything like I thought I sort of knew in regards to that was uh, quite wrong. So, 
I think that was one of the sort of the things that shocked me, I guess, if we're instead of a wow moment for me, uh it was more of the oh shit, all right. Okay, I've got a bit more to learn here. Uh so yeah. Interesting. Um yeah, so I don't really have that many more questions about the retreat. I was gonna go into a little bit of the aftermath, unless you have anything in particular, Andrew. Even if you guys just want a bit of riff, like riff between you guys about what was going on in your head, like throughout the retreat, like day one, you go to bed, like day two, like when you're sitting in, uh, you go to bed really late and then you're sitting in bed at night going, Jesus, that was day one, what's going to happen day two? And then you're, you're thinking and then over the time after we, because we do um, certain exercises, which is um, the repetition that actually deepens over time. Like what was like that going um, through your head, like doing it the first time, doing the exercises consistently as well, that um, yeah, why the repetition was important and like when you had that time as well, that downtime, that, that's the important part. Actually, uh, I've got to readjust my previous uh, bit. There, uh, actually, there was a moment where I was like, "Oh shit," uh, which was when uh, Michael was uh, on the doll, uh, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like when he's like managed to silence silence a whole rowdy house, and everyone's come to watch him just without be speaking. without speaking. Yeah, just to uh, be present and like watch him like go through the whole like pussy massage thing. Um, to me, that was like, oh shit! You could feel the energy in the house. Like we had, what uh, uh, the other other boys, the uh, SPU boys, like teaching all the other students all around the house because it's a bit of a free time when we're not getting the one on one, and everyone has stopped. People have come from outside. The air was outside, and just something drew him in. Yeah. So yeah, I think if we're talking about like, yeah, wow moments it was it was definitely that man. So yeah. Oh, thanks, I appreciate. <coughs> Oh yeah, so there is that exercise where we are asked to massage uh, a doll, and like previously during the day, we see Andrew do it, and yeah, so I did it, and yeah, as Chris said, I saw that uh, like everybody's attention was drawn into that massage, and yeah, I really loved it. You know, I put a song that I really love, and I was just like okay it's just you and me baby and <laughs> and it happened so yeah it was a cool moment as well yeah yeah talking about that because we haven't really sort of spoken about that much on the podcast how about you guys give a breakdown so on the retreat just give you guys a bit of a backstory who are listening to this there is a section on there which you can look on the website sexual quantum leap they get one-on-one time with myself or Pierre, and what we do is we go and we do a pussy massage and literally it's like, it's one thing to listen to it, it's one thing to watch it, but it's another thing to, and then another thing to watch it in person and then tell you guys what to do, but it's another thing to actually experience it and being there while I'm breaking it down for you guys, like what was going through your head when you were like getting critiqued, because that's like, I'm sure you've never done that before in your life and probably never will unless you come on another retreat, but at the same time, it's just like, what, what was that experience and how was that feedback, so what it is, they have this fake doll uh, she's not she's not fake it's real so it is a fake doll but anyway her name is Hallie and she has great breasts it's a, it's a real doll it's a real doll I'm a real boy like kind of like that but like Pinocchio so I'm there and I'm guiding them through the pussy massage so they can really like feel into the situation and it's more about the exercise is not like here's a certain technique which I teach them so many techniques but it's more about 
letting go to the moment so she can let go. And if you guys want to elaborate a bit on that, like how beneficial that was actually being hands-on you know, for that exercise. Yes, so on that exercise, one thing you said during the retreat that uh, is still stuck in my head is that, let's say, 20% is technique, technical, and then the other 80% is more like presence and stuff. So that was a, a really good point, I would say, for me, because I was like, I knew I was really good at being present. So it, it made me very confident. And then like seeing you doing it, like massaging the doll and stuff, I remember like, I was like, shit, this is a whole show, basically. Like he's taking his time, like going to like, every part of the body uh, and you can feel that he, even if like it was a doll you can feel like he was into it right it was like really taking care of that doll and i was like oh shit like the real girl i can tell why like i could tell why he's a sex coach basically like when you see stuff like this you're like okay this is another level basically so it was like a huge thing to be able to see this in real life because you can t like be inspired by that and be like okay like now i also allow myself to do these things that way or that way because i've seen it done basically just on that note i really loved like as it, um as chris just said before like really drawing in about the presence that is what was fucking exciting. Like, there was a, most of the guys were so technically sound. Like, they were, like, taking notes because a lot of, like, computer science engineers, like, things like, things like that. And then also yourself, Michael, having a massive um, background in computers as well. But at the same time, it's like you were so present there and that presence is going to draw. And the thing is, it's one thing to hear it on the podcast, like, be present. But the thing is, we break it down to such an art form where you can actually flow and you understand this. And seeing you really let go, we know we had to tweak a few things on the technical but that's why we're there but you had the aspect which is usually the hardest aspect to have because you're so used to performing just in general but you allowed yourself to let go in that moment with that experience and it was so amazing to see and then yeah of course when you saw me do it you could see it it's like art like good sex is really good art it's like messy it's flowing and it's like it's up for interpretation and it's not like I have to put column A into column B, so then I get um, exercise B, so then it happens, ha, huh. yes, computer, it's like, you can't program a pussy, you can to a certain extent, but you can't, like, go, every pussy is the same, and it was really awesome to see that, and that's why when um, Michael really did have that um, situation with a woman, the whole room, like, the, the, the doll, it was only a fucking doll, he captivated the whole fucking room, and everyone's like, shit, and clapping and stuff like that, for him massaging this fucking doll, because he could allow himself to let go, and then, like, when you let go, the woman let go, and then you have all these insane experiences, and he's like, you could see the look in your eye, you're like, I fucking get it, I get it, and I go, that's what it's about, and then you can just tell, when you did this on a woman, holy shit, and ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be getting to what happened when you tried it on an actual real woman. Chris, over to you. Um, yeah, I I mean, with me, like, uh, Andrew sort of knew where I was at um, and decided to throw me a, a bit of a curveball, some more uh, advanced 
sort of stuff to get me because uh, yeah I, I think he knew as soon as I walked up like I'd be able to do like the the, the simplest stuff uh, pretty easily um, but then yeah and he, I think he kind of knew straight up it, that he'd be like oh yeah uh, Chris is just gonna like do whatever but I'm gonna I'm gonna give him some some harder stuff uh, a bit of work with the uh, Fantastic Four uh, which sort of was uh, new to me uh so yeah it was uh very interesting like and then yeah after the first song like being critiqued on where I was at what to work on next uh having like such a fine like look at, at like at everything um was amazing getting me sort of like into the music cuz I I don't haven't really like used music music before or much in the bedroom so actually figuring out like how that can actually help you flow um a lot better uh yeah when you're using fantastic four or when you're just using hands or whatever so yeah that was um pretty amazing and now i feel a lot more comfortable like going to more um extremes i guess so yeah especially with chris like when i was like seeing there's like two different um aspects we got michael who's like more like really into the flow which was awesome in the presence it was like the really big percent and then we got chris really like diving into like the technical stuff like i've got this shit sorted and like uh, chris is more like yeah i've got this i'll hold the sex toy i'm like dude give more presents be a little bit more serious as much as sex is fun playful and like um like flowing you were just like trying to be like sometimes you got to bring in that other energy and some guys they're more like hey happy jovial and life's all good which is great in the bedroom but then you want to be able to learn how to flip so you can give a woman a massive range of um, full expression in the bedroom. So you're like showing that aspect and you're flipping if you need to. Different diversity of women, different type of archetypes of women. And then when you can start doing this, you can start really um, identifying the woman, identifying what experience you want to have. And then you can start like really moving through these experiences in the bedroom. And then what Chris had, he was like more comes up. He like puts on Ed Sheeran, which is cool. It was awesome music that he loved. And then I'm like, he was just like kind of dancing around, like doing a little bit up. I'm like, dude, get more fucking present with it. Focus on this. And it's, it's like not just like smiling and like, yay, dancing. I go, that's cool. You know how to do this. But let's get a little bit more flowing, get a little bit more like physically dominant. And then after that, he's getting on the doll. He's fucking getting up there, putting his knee on the chest of the, the doll, putting the thing, putting the like the, the wand in the pussy. And I put a lot of pressure on him because I'm like, all right, cool. You know what you're doing technically. And you're just gonna, I'm not going to let you just stand here and just like, you're not, you're not coming to the retreat just to stand here to stay at the same level. We're taking you to the fucking next level. Then I got all three toys in there. You're doing this. Then I made your whole presence. Then I stopped songs and said, start again. So it's not like a walk in the park. Going, you're doing really good chris well done it's like no we want you to get results we fucking teach men so they can become leaders so they if they want in the future create their own sex workshops we don't care because we want men to go out there and do this we want men to be fucking amazing leaders in the bedroom so everyone benefits the world the women of the world benefit they benefit and just the general society because you know what there's not so much sexual repression and men are so expressed and they feel good about who they are but yeah, it was an absolute privilege to really help you guys and guide you through through that experience and see like there's actually like diversity in regards to that. And all it was for you, um, Michael, was just like that few little more tweaks. But the thing is, it doesn't really matter, and you can really understand that now. It's like cool, you know a few tweaks, but if you're missing that massive percentage of just like allowing yourself to be in the music, and your music was very different to a lot of the other guys, which like, oh, this is 
what I want to do and you owned it and obviously because of what you, you do for work and stuff like that it makes sense and then everyone could feel like you owned that aspect so well and then that's why you own the sexual aspect as well for example yeah um for example um yeah fuck it i'll just say it. i had such a shit relationship with our money yeah so what i did i ended up like uh, so what i did i got your positive association with your career and i got your positive then your your positive association with your career and then put your positive association with um um positive association with your career and then positive association and then put it, linked it to sexuality so you could flow um ebb and flow through that and that's what i did i had such a shit relationship with money at one stage so what i did i really worked on my relationship with money so i, I had such a strong relationship with sex obviously so what i did i'm like why am i always so broke why don't i have any money like long back in the day then so i literally bought money in the bedroom and then i had like this chick and we're fucking like porn stars to grab my positive association around sex and boosted it with money so it's like oh wow money's a beautiful currency and stuff like this and it's sex is beautiful and money's beautiful because it allows um, amazing things to happen in the world so like all these things i wasn't really going to say that but fuck it it's all about the freedom and the openness yeah and that's what happened so i like it's actually kind of hot here's a little kinky thing you guys can do you can literally like a bit of role play a bit of fantasy bring a chick in the bedroom bring x amount of dollars don't probably bring five cent coins like try and bring at least a few hundred bucks or like maybe a bit more like a thousand dollars whatever you don't have and literally like get her in doggy style get her dressing like an absolute immaculate hoe and then what you're doing you're getting cash and you're throwing it over her back and you're like yeah you take that fucking money you like that shit and you're like like doing like the rainmaker over her body she feels like a dirty hoe she feels like a like this like the whore of babylon she's like yeah fucking that's it pay me i'm a dirty slut and then all of a sudden you're fucking her and you're doing it she's like, she's like throwing money in the air you think you're at the las vegas casino you're doing all this crazy shit and then all of a sudden it can be like a really hot fantasy of her like acting into the fact that she wants to be this dirty fucking whore and like be like this escort stripper and then you can like as soon as you finish fucking her something similar that pierre does it's like literally all right now get out of here and take your money and go back to where you came from stuff like that or like not to your extreme one but i'm like now get out of the house and take your money i've got another girl coming in 20 minutes you know whatever you want to say but that, i didn't think i'd take the conversation down that thread but something just about having money in the bedroom <laughs> Just having a money in the bedroom. <laughs> Just having money in the bedroom with a girl sometimes can be really fucking erotic because it's like kind of like taboo. Sex is taboo and sometimes money is taboo. So add two taboo things together, then all of a sudden you've got a cream pie. Where do we go from here, Pierre? I'm speechless. <laughs> do you have anything to say? Well, I have nothing to say. <laughs> Chris? You're a sick fuck. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, I think we can all agree on the fact that Andrew is a sick fuck, but that wasn't news anyway. Grandma, I'm joking. He, yeah, he's joking about the part about me. The rest, the, the rest is true. This is a great episode for PR, I feel. This is really good to establish a professional brand out there. Everything is done with consent, 100% consent between two consenting adults. Thank you very much. My name is Andrew Milk, and what we're going to do is get back onto the show today because that was a bit of an advertisement. So, during the retreat, when you guys were doing your thing and you're learning about all this stuff, what was the most mind-blowing thing, like the biggest epiphanies that you had? Just like rattle them off your head, man. You guys don't have to think. Just go, oh, oh, shit. I know you've already said that one, but what other ones really came to mind? 
So as I said previously, like the letting go thing is uh, was the main epiphany. But if I had to select another one, I would say that sex is really fun. That's uh, probably a part that I missed sometimes. And now I'm just like, yeah, laughing and really, really focusing on having fun. It's super important. Yeah, there was one I uh, mentioned in the last uh, podcast uh, that I was on, which was the writing down what your perfect partner would look like or act like and actually like setting up those boundaries and setting up what you're actually looking for so that when it comes into your life, you actually like, oh shit, that's her. So that was a, a big like eye-opening moment for me. Um, as well as going through more into the, like the female anatomy, because like I said, I knew a few spots from the last time uh, we were together, but actually uh, discovering more about uh, the wishbone uh, and yeah, about uh, the how it stimulates with anal and stuff like that. That was yeah, definitely uh, a thing that I thought I knew about and was proved wrong. So thank you. Awesome, guys. Awesome. I love it, love it, love it. So what we want to get into now is since you've done re- the retreat, you've had like a few, like maybe I think it's for three days since you've... So we're still currently in Warsaw at the moment, just kicking it at a luscious little pad in um, yeah, in our apartment. And we just wanted to bring the boys in to really like... Because it, it helps you guys out to really hear someone else's perspective. It's one thing um, for Pierre on here saying that he fucks girls and throws money on them. But, you know, it's, a, it's different from actually hearing other dudes actually telling you how they went through some how they what their experience was and what ex, yeah what their experience was and um how they really experienced the event so in saying all that like what have your thoughts been since you've actually done the retreat i know you've um had some i know you've had some awesome experiences so we can kind of get into that now like what's the headspace where you're at now and what does the future really look like for you guys since you've done the sql like i know you've had a little bit of sexual experience had the fun but i want to like know like where do you see yourself in the future now after all this so right now i feel really confident that's one thing like when I meet a girl, I know that the sex part is going to be awesome, basically. I know that uh, I have lots of value to to provide on that because, yeah, I know what I'm doing right now. I, I really feel I can be an authority in the bed telling her to not worry because I know there is nothing to worry about. And, uh, yeah, where do I see myself in the future? I think I'm going to just explore, keep having fun, and yeah just uh allow myself to do all the all the things that comes to my head basically i think it's going to be quite wild yeah um i think i've covered a lot in the previous uh podcast but definitely moving forward uh it's all about like the mindsets going through um yeah i i pretty like i think i had about 80% of the technical stuff down like it was good to get uh corrected on those last few um bits and pieces uh which i think is definitely going to help my uh sex game in the future uh but yeah definitely like yeah the work on presence and how to flip uh everything and how it doesn't have to be just one way um and working with uh all the other guys because yeah there was some that were like sex is super serious 
and then the other ones that are like, oh no, it's just a bit of fun and jokes and everything. But actually finding finding the balance um, and obviously creating like the sliding scale of it for some variety, keeping things um, alive and not boring. Uh, so I think those are some pretty important things moving forward. Nice. Well, guys, if you didn't like come to the retreat, what do you think your sex life would look like moving forward? Or just in regards to your general life as a man? Because you know what our mantras are. Like... That's it. Best you ever had inside and outside the bedroom. If you've been listening to this for the first time, we have three mantras at SQL or mindsets that we really stick by. It's best you ever had inside and outside the bedroom. Um, it is number two, make men men again and leave women better and wetter. So we usually always talk about that. So yeah, if you want to um, go from there. So I think without that retreat to get to the point I am today, it would have taken me years, basically years of uh, just having sex with girls and figuring out like what was good and what was wrong. And then when I talk about years, really the number that comes to my head is like 10 years. I don't see how like alone I could have like learned all this stuff without like these many years of just me experimenting and and yeah, so yeah, it made a huge, huge uh, difference in st- in terms of uh, like in so little time I was able, like in three days, I was able to just completely change my, my sex life, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you say uh, 10 years because that's literally uh, what I was thinking when I was trying to th- come up with a, a time frame. So yeah, it's... Uh, 100% I think it would have taken me at least 10 years and I I know I would have been at least probably two more unhealthy relationships just to have that one girl that you keep like trying new things with but I know I wouldn't have been happy and now I've got like where I'm at, what I will stand for, what I won't stand for and I'm not going to get sucked into that shit again. So I think uh, moving forward, yeah, my life is going to be so fucking happy now. Um yeah, uh, and yeah, like in all the technical stuff, it's it's not something you can keep trialing on a new girl every every week. Like you need a bit, like you need to have either the foundations there so that you know what you're doing, or you need to have an open-minded chick who's like ready to help you explore that kind of stuff, which you're not going to get on a one-night stand or anything like that. So yeah, it's like it's great that now we can actually we've had that experience, we've had that training. And now we can have every experience like that. And now when I end up in that uh, longer term uh, relationship or whatever it is, uh, we'll just keep going from there and yeah, saved ourselves 10 years. So that's like pretty fucking great. Now on a different note, just last question about the retreat. And then I want to get into like a little bit of your story. What happened when you when you went went home and you found a lovely lady to have fun with but what was the toughest part for you being on the retreat because there's definitely some tough parts where you like some of the exercises or some of the things you say like completely i can see it just shatters the reality like when you're like looking at the retreat you're fuck this is gonna push me but i know i need to do this and then i know you guys put blind faith in what we were we were saying and i really appreciate that and it was done from a place of like let's do this so we can get to the other side and be at the place you're at now so in terms of 
exercises. I think the exercises we did on the third day were quite intense. So just to put a little bit of perspective, I remember at the end of the second day, I was like, the retreat could be over right now. I already got enough value. And then on the third day, there was that model that came and basically we could practice uh, some exercises with her and yeah, like, I don't know, grabbing her by the neck and throwing her against a mattress. Damn, that, that was that was out of my word. I was just like, oh shit. That was that was very crazy. Uh, I remember, like at the beginning, we had to set up a sort of r role play, and at some point, that she had to say that she was a bad girl. When she said it, oh, <laughs> man, <laughs> man, <laughs> man, that was just crazy. So yeah, I guess these exercises were quite awesome. Yeah. Um can't agree more uh i think the intensity that like the morning exercises get to on the third day like you're pretty fucking exhausted on day two and they and then they throw a curveball being like now now you got to like do like stack these uh exercises no breaks in between uh because yeah sex is a marathon uh it's not a sprint so yeah, and the definitely like the exercise with model like because every every guy like uh, as soon as you start it's like okay we got to take this easy like got to be so gentle and stuff like that and like the first one is like just to get a feel of it but I'm pretty sure like just about well, maybe there was one guy on the second run through who like took it up to speed but every other guy was like uh, let's be gentle uh, and then we you literally have the model being like no rougher like actually like do this to me and you're like oh oh really like are you sure and she's like yeah that's why i'm here so yeah that i think that was like a big big thing like because we can talk about like uh like pulling hair and what about the time when she's like after she did all these exercises i had to, I had to add this and she's like oh how was that and you guys think oh it's, fuck i've done something bad i pushed her into the thing i've been a bit rough she's like i got horny and you guys are like what the fuck <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. That uh, that reinforced like everything, and I think like the the, the next uh, the next exercise, like yeah, we all uh, were no longer afraid of that. Um, so yeah, it was just like you you underestimate like what you can do and what she actually wants a lot of the time, and like we can sit here and yeah talk about it, be like okay, this is what you need to do, and when you're in that situation, you still don't take it to where the where your woman needs you to take it um so yeah it, it also created like a good sense of actually opening up and negotiating conversations so everything from day one was coming out on day three um and like andrew says like at the start it may some things may not make sense but by the end it's it all clicks it all runs together uh so yeah is there anything you guys want to add before we got to give the guys the story? They want to hear the the bedroom breaker, like and the squirting story, mate. That's why they're here. They're not here for anything else. They're, they're sick of hearing us talk. Is there anything else you want to add? But it was really cool. Like, actually, if you want to give us a little bit more about like what it was like with the model for you, that's really cool. And then jump into your story straight after the retreat. That'd be cool, man. 
Yeah, so as I said with the model, it was it was kind of a dream coming true. Like <laughs> I see Pierre laughing, but yeah, it was like um, because like at the beginning they asked us to like just describe the perfect day with our, our perfect like sexual partner and i knew i was uh, into that kind of role plays but i never had the courage to tell a girl hey let's do this uh, i'm gonna take you like this and you're gonna say this is that okay i never had that courage so yeah when it happened basically like i remember i was super stressed and yeah, when the model said I was a bad girl, like in my head and in my stomach, it, everywhere, it was yeah. just crazy. No? <laughs> it's just crazy. I was like, oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah, really, I was, I was like, oh shit, this is happening. So yeah, it was really intense and all the other exercises that we did with the model as well were pretty intense. So I really loved, really loved them and it really like enabled, I would say, something in me. I was just like, okay, that's possible. I did, I've done it now in that setting. I'm sure I'm going to be able to do it again and again. So uh, regarding that story uh, uh, about the broken bed... <laughs> so yeah it was a couple of days after the retreat i met that girl i'll just fast forward to the sex part so i knew after the retreat that i was pretty good at giving girls massages and stuff so i was just telling the girl okay lay down i would give you a massage or something like this so i did i really really took my time and it went well, it went well. She squirted like multiple times. Like the first time she squirted, she was even surprised. Like she didn't expect it to happen. She was like, yeah. oh shit, I squirted? What the fuck? Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, but, but not that many times, I would say. So yeah, she was surprised. She was like, oh shit, it, it is happening. I was like, did it happen to you before? She was like, once with, with my ex-ex-boyfriend in the past. I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> and then, yeah, I kept doing it. And then at some point she was like, okay, uh, fuck me now, you know? And I was like, I want you to beg me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, but she was really like hungry. She, she, I thought she would say it in a, on a sensual way or something like this. She was just like, fuck me now. I was like, okay, okay, okay. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, then we, we had sex. It was going very well. Uh, like I was having sex with her. She was in a like doggy style like position. I was also surprised like while I was uh, having sex with her that way. She asked me to spank her. I spanked her. She she was she kept saying harder, harder, harder. At some point, I was like, "Are you sure you wanted this hard?" But she liked it, and I liked it as well. So it happened, and then, yeah, like I say, we grew like some intensity, like built up, and then I was just uh, in full savage modes, and. It was going well. She was like having like fun and yelling and stuff. And then suddenly we heard like a huge noise and we felt like on the side, I was on the ground. She was somewhere on the ground as well. 
and I was like just laughing because I was just like look at what's happening just just what the fuck like we fell off the bed and yeah that was crazy then we look at the bed and we're like oh shit the bed is broken so (laughs) basically that's how we broke a bed and uh that's the kind of i would say sex that i dreamt of basically like so it really happened that was that was awesome just on a side note do you remember at the retreat we're talking about how good is it fucking a pussy after you've made her squirt yeah and of course like after i made her squirt multiple times like going to her pussy was just a bliss Uh, yeah heaven i took my time and stuff i was just like oh shit this is awesome so yeah yeah, it was awesome oh that's great to hear man yeah thank you for sharing that story as well and it's so motivating do you know the best part about all this like the squirting the farm breaking the bed that's amazing but do you know the best part is it's like what you said like you got to live your ideal sexual experience and even with the dominance exercise you like when she's like i'm a bad girl you're like oh fuck i shouldn't be doing this i shouldn't be saying this and she's like i love this shit is there anything you can't call me all that stuff and it's just so amazing to see that you've got that experience that you've always dreamt of and then this is only the beginning we stay on sql it's not just three days we take your virginity for the rest of your life so you can go out there and have these fucking insane experiences that deepen and enrich and over time but on yeah sure just uh from what what you were saying on the story just uh, really quick because we're so for people listening in me and had uh, a little bit of a coaching meeting before this so we uh, so we what does that mean okay Andrew just throwing me off here, showing his dick, but that's fine. So anyway, me and had a little bit of a coaching call beforehand, and we were just discussing dominance and psychological dominance, right? So what, one of the big things about this is that dominance is always understated, right? So you actually had an amazing opportunity here with this girl to actually exercise a little bit more dominance, which would have made the sex with her even better, right? So you're making a score, and she's like, fuck me, fuck me. And what I like that you did is you're like, no, I want you to beg me, right? That's awesome. But then when she says, but she's not really begging you. She's yelling, no, fuck me, right? She's actually not r- truly submitting to your dominance in this situation. What you, like, obviously it's fine if you fuck her now. But, like, if you want to experiment a little bit more with dominance, what I would have done in this situation is I would have been like, hey, honey, we have nowhere to be nowhere to go i will fuck you but you're going to have to ask nicely so please ask me to fuck you and she's like oh 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 please fuck me and they go say it again like you mean it she's like oh please fuck me please fuck me right all that and then you can add in things as well like say please fuck me master or please fuck me daddy or like whatever is your thing whatever you're enjoying and you can make her do that and then after after she does that of course you reward her for doing this right like what we were discussing before she's like oh please fuck me daddy like oh you're such a good girl i love when you when you when you do as you're told 
makes me so turned on when you're being obedient it is so sexy it is so beautiful and you can kiss her um and maybe you even go down on her for 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 a minute either pussy a little bit you go up and so now you rewarded that behavior and now you can even give her a new okay now before i fuck you what i want you to do is i want you to turn around get on all four put put your ass in the air but put your head your head in the pillow and then wait for me until I am ready to fuck you and I don't want you to say a single word. The only thing I want you to do is stay wet like a good slut. Can you do this for daddy? She's like, yeah, of course. And she does that, right? So she is being obedient to whatever it is you're doing. So that's just one example of how... So, th- so this is what I. Well, this is the reason why I personally don't like the term dirty talking because dirty talking uh, has the connotation it has to be negative all the time whereas for me it's more about verbal expression in the bedroom where you're just doing whatever suits you're just creating this bubble this dream world between you and the girl where you can do whatever you want right so it's like we really went through this in detail on on the retreat as well but it's just like some little tweaks that you can do does that make sense Awesome. I love that. I'll uh, definitely experiment that experiment that for sure. All right. And we're getting to the end of this podcast for today. But before we um, wrap it up today, I really just would love to get your guys' perspective and share with the guys who, who are listening to this. If someone is sitting on the fence and they're like really going, I don't know about this thing. Should I go to SQL? Should I apply and um, reach out to these guys? What would you say to these guys who want to reach out but they're a little bit nervous or might be a bit shy? So I guess I'll say don't think too much and do it because as I said, like after doing this, I really think that it would have taken me like 10 years to get to that level. Uh, These guys know what they're doing. So... If you really want to change things and make your sex life the way you want, then 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 do it. Like for me, I knew that like this dream self sex life would happen with or without the retreat, but it was really a matter of time. I was like, okay, like do I want this to happen in like ten years? Uh, 12 years of me focusing on what to do right what to do uh, like what is the good content to follow and stuff like this or just giving my whole like at this retreat and like after I've done this like just with the story I shared that's to me that's that's already yeah that's already a dream and it, it and I'll keep doing it that way so yeah if you are on the fence I'll say it's a good thing that you're in defense and just 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 do it because there's no way you can regret something like this there's there's no way all right and chris yeah i would say like and i said this before just do it like stop questioning it um look it i think the biggest thing that stops people is this fear of being judged um for wanting to better yourself which is the most ridiculous thing ever because like yeah if you want to improve yourself fucking do it like it's about you it's about where you want to be in life uh and i mean that's the realization i came to 
and with the help of Andrew and Pierre, yeah, it's been like fucking amazing. And one of the the biggest things that really drew me to this was the fact that yeah, initially I did a little bit of a one day thing with Andrew, and he we stayed in touch. Um, that was like such an amazing thing. Like, and they, I think I've said it before, but if I haven't, I'll, I'll say it again, and I'll keep saying it for anyone that ever asks. These guys give a shit. Like they stay in touch with all the clients. Like, look, we're we finished the retreat, and we're a couple of days later we're hanging out with these guys up in their pad. So yeah, they're, they're the kind of guys that actually want to know what's going on. Like Andrew's constantly getting clients message being like, oh, that thing that I once mentioned about like my dream situation. Uh, yeah, that happened the other night and Andrew's like, they're supporting it. Same with Pierre. Like they're always being like, okay, where are you at now? Like, where do you want to be? Like, what can we do to help you like get to the next level? Like it doesn't just end as soon as the retreat ends. Um, so yeah, it, they, they literally, they, they hold your hand all the way, like up to the retreat during the tr- retreat and they're there to hold your hand after it if you need it. So that's uh, something that like is amazing, and that's what keeps drawing me back to these guys. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you guys want to add before we wrap it up for today? Nothing pressing on the mind. Well, I just want to say, Michael and Chris, Michael the fucking bedbreaker and squirting machine, and Chris the fucking deviant from hell, whatever that may be. But thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for opening your hearts to the people who are listening today and it has been an absolute amazing like hour as always of just like the insanity, the fun, the laughs and like the insights. So thank you again. If you are interested in um, the SQL retreat, all you have to do is reach out and send us an email. When you do this, there'll be an application process and there's an interview between myself or Pierre. We don't outsource that because we want to make sure that everyone who comes on the retreat is an amazing human being who's going to use these powers for good and not for evil. So yeah, thank you so much again. And the best thing you can do to help support this podcast is literally share this with people who need it the most. And when you do this, you're helping them out and getting them the best sex lives that they can possibly have as well as you're going to have the best sex life because you're helping men, women, and all the people around the world. So thank you again for tuning in to another um, episode of SQL, the podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure. My name is Andrew Mialk. Join today again by Chris and Michael and Pierre. So thank you. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate at all to reach out and ask us about what's going on. And also you can check out all our upcoming retreats and things like that. So thanks again. And we'll see you on next. I'll see you on the next episode.